Tristan Wirfs is awfully confident in the Bucks this season, and we tell you why you should jump on board. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to this WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. And don't forget, you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. Join on this WTSP Wednesday by my buddy Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay and 10 Tampa Bay.com on Twitter at E Klosky WTSP. And of course you can find my written content over at BucksNation.com. We are here every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And uh, we want to show our appreciation for your continued support of the show. The unveiling of the reimagined throwback jerseys is coming up on Wednesday, but more on that in a little bit. First, Evan, we need to talk about things that were said by certain Buccaneers on um, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. But Tristan Wirfs has come out. They asked him point blank win loss prediction for the Buccaneers this season. And Tristan Wirfs said 12 and 5. 12, 12 and 5. Uh, how do you feel about this? I always use uh, an asterisk in a situation like this because I don't know what he's supposed to say. I mean, he could A, say, I'm not putting predictions on the season and punt the question. Or, I mean, like, what is he going to be like? Oh, we'll probably get six wins. That seems like a good year for I mean, he's not going to say that. So, um, obviously, 12 and 5 seems like a lot considering this franchise has only had two 12 or more win seasons in its entire history. So I have a tough time believing this squad is going to be number three based on some of the previous teams I think fans have have loved who uh, did not win 12. So I I love the enthusiasm. (laughs) Um. You know, but it, it just goes back to everything we've we've kind of said. I'm not I'm not really buying into the Buck stink train. I, I do believe in a in a in a slight over with their with their number, their wins total uh, based on a lot of the books in Vegas. So I think there's definitely reasons to be optimistic. Twelve wins, I would say. If that happens, no matter what happens in the postseason, let's have a boat parade. <laughs> well, I mean, I I get it. I get where you're coming from. What is Tristan supposed to say, right? He's not going to sit there and say, oh, we're going to be, you know, bottom of the division. We're going to have a top 10 draft pick. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not going to come out and do that. But you combine the confidence that Tristan Wurst has in this team 
and the leadership role he said he wants to take on and, and he is stepping into this season. You combine that with the the confidence and the comments of Carlton Davis in the article that came out last week talking about how they're going to take people by surprise. They are going to, quote unquote, wreck stuff. Um, you put all, all of that together. This Buccaneers team doesn't seem like they're laying down, doesn't seem like they believe that they are as bad as everyone wants to make them out to be. And I like the bravado. I, I like the confidence, especially if they come out there and start smacking guys in the mouth and start to back up this offseason talk. The defense is certainly taking the lack of turnovers last year personal. You know, when Todd Bowles came to town, it was, I mean, close to 30 consistently, right? Uh, just peppered around that number. And last year, the interceptions just were not there. We already have talked about Winfield moving to a more natural position. Obviously, you have two, uh, you have one of the best cornerback duos in the sport, assuming that, you know, Jamel Dean takes another step forward this upcoming year and stays healthy. Carlton Davis, hopefully, he could stay healthy as well. I don't think he's played a full season to this point in his career, but they have been for a few years now with, with Tom Brady in town favorites and it's going to be a humbling experience this upcoming season, not having the media attention, not having the amount of primetime games, which they actually were gifted uh, some, which I think was a fear that they were going to have none, but they'll have, uh, you know, less primetime action, less eyeballs on them, less expectations, that's how this, how that Super Bowl winning team in 2020 was was built, right? They were they were built off of this foundation of we got to earn it. So Tommy ain't there to save you. Everyone's gonna have to pull their weight, and it's gonna have to be a complete team effort. And maybe to an extent, not having Brady in town, even though you're gonna desperately miss that quarterback presence, that leadership presence. It is, it's less of a crutch for everybody else to just assume that because you have Brady, um, things are just going to work itself out. Not that they assume towards uh, the middle to the end of that year, but I, I, I do believe there was this element of like, and Cameron Brady even said it when they lost to the Cowboys after that game. There was this belief that as long as we got to the playoffs, it would all just click. And... I think they just accepted, let's just get to the playoffs and magically we're going to turn into a different team. And while that is a pretty good way to attack things in hockey, you hear John Cooper talk about the process over outcome and all that stuff ad nauseum throughout the course of a season. There is a little bit of if you play a certain way for the majority of the year, that's probably going to showcase itself at the most important part of the year, a la the Lightning last year, continuing to be an example of their up-and-down play. That's what we saw in the postseason. The Buccaneers just got absolutely wrecked by the Cowboys in that game. Uh, that only happened a couple of times. I mean, the Niners game was a standout, but it certainly you know, showcased a flaw of lack of adjustments, lack of... Um, 
the ability for other teams with really good coaches to outcoach you. There were running themes that were just not going to magically change coming down towards the end of the year. So you have to be hot at the right time, but your foundation has to be solid. And the foundation was, was very faulty for a lot of reasons last year. And so this year, hopefully less distractions, less eyeballs, creates more of a focus and a, and a need for each individual to kind of pull their weight, do their part and shove it into some people's faces that we're still here. All right. Well, speaking of Tom Brady, of course, we know about the quarterback situation now, but with training camp rapidly approaching, what is the team's most important position battle outside of Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask? That is next on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're preparing for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. When making the first overall pick in fantasy football drafts in 2023, 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey is a guaranteed fit. A healthy McCaffrey is guaranteed to see well more than 300 touches again in his first full season in San Francisco and is the centerpiece of the 49ers offensive engine. McCaffrey checks all the boxes, including his talent and usage, high floor and ceiling. Run with CMC as the guaranteed fit at number one for a smooth ride to another year of big numbers. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being the perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Every day, make sure you come back tomorrow when I am joined by Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com to discuss his feature on Carlton Davis and why he's buying the Buccaneers as legit this season. Big reason, spoiler alert, you'll have to come back to hear his reasoning, but a big reason that Tyler's buying in is because he's a Baker believer. But we know about that battle. Evan, you and I have talked about that battle all offseason long. David and I have talked about it all offseason long. 
Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons had me on his show to talk about that battle. So we're not talking about the quarterbacks here. But there are still other training camp position battles to keep an eye on. They're not going to grab the headlines the way the quarterbacks are, but they are important. So there are two battles that I want to talk to you about. And the first is which position battle do you feel is the most important to the Buccaneers as a team? It's interesting you say that because I think on the whole, Every battle for a spot on the two deep is imperative. So the thing about this team is the starters are pretty much set, except for the one spot where I'm going to say it's most important to answer your question. But I just want to add first that watching all the backups are going to be so important because that will be They make or break. Can the Buccaneers surprise people? And that's because people need to fill in and help and do their job. So from a backup standpoint, I need to see what the secondary provides. I'm very interested in the development of Zion McCollum. I'm very interested to see the depth there in the secondary behind Winfield Jr. and Neal. So, how that all plays out will be significant. But as far as starters are concerned, the battle that I'll be watching because there's so much depth there, the offensive line. Besides Tristan Wirfs in that transition, Ryan Jensen at center, everyone is fighting for a spot. I mean, we have the layout of what the coaches think the starting offensive line is going to be, but that does not mean that someone cannot lose that job in train in training camp. I think uh, both guard positions and right tackle are very much up for up for grabs. You can't tell me that Luke Gedicke is surefire going to be the right tackle. He is the leader in the clubhouse. It's his job to lose, but someone can take that job from him. Filer is leader in the clubhouse right now, but somebody can take that job from him. He's a newbie coming over here, but you know, they certainly gave him some money where they didn't have much money. So it goes to to show you what they believe in him. And then, you know, Malk, obviously spending a, a high draft pick, but you did have Nick Leverett last season, put in some good work. How does he perform? There is going to be such good competition. And that's why I, everyone who kind of bashes the offensive line and what they did last year, I think neglects to remember that it was throwing people into the fire because of all of these injuries and the heart and soul of that offense, the heart and soul for Tom Brady was gone in day two of training camp. So assuming everyone can stay healthy, the, the natural battles that will happen in camp, in preseason games are going to elevate the group and the best are going to play, which is going to be very good for the Buccaneers because if you can make the starting rotation out of the gates, you've, you've beaten out some pretty stiff depth. Yeah. And, and 
for those that are not everydayers to our program and, and haven't heard a lot of what you've had to say on these WTSP Wednesdays, this is something that you've been harping on since before the start of free agency is depth across the board. And, and like you just <clears throat> like you just mentioned, the the battles there are the starters are pretty much set, right? You you talked about some positions along the offensive line. It's not etched in stone. But we pretty much know who the starters are across the board at virtually every position. However, that doesn't mean there aren't battles going on. And so you've, you've talked about which one is going to be the most important to the team. And I agree 100%. It's going to be the ones across the offensive line. If somebody's going to emerge, if somebody's going to take a step back, somebody's not going to be what the Bucks expected them to be, and now they're having to shift things around. The other battle I want to hear about is which one do you think is going to be most difficult for a player to win? Again, outside of, of the quarterbacks, we've talked a lot about the depth at wide receiver. You have Evans, Godwin, and Russell Gage. Outside of that, who's going to step up as, as the number four or the number five guy? Who's going to step up to be the slot corner? Who you know, All over the place, there are battles that can be won or lost. We, I, we have a kicker battle for for all intents and purposes so which position do you look at and say this this slot this job is going to be the most difficult the most highly contested spot on the team <laughs> I, I also think that's the offensive line but um <laughs> I, I do I, like I, I ad nauseum I've said it I I love the offensive line it's not like a high ceiling group outside of a couple of players but the, the floor is so good and and Having a high floor in an offensive line is imperative to make it through an 18-week season and then some. So, but let's let's ignore that. Um, you, I mean, the toughest to win is sort of who's going to be that next guy up in a secondary, as I sort of mentioned. I think that is imperative. After Dean Davis, Winfield. Neil, who is that fifth? Who is that fifth guy that we got in our in our palm here that we're going to deploy and they're going to play 20, 30, 40% snaps, you know, uh, and, and also contribute on special teams. So I think the, the team and that defense, what Bowles wants to do, um, man, what, what they have there in the secondary, I also think – the linebacker, the outside linebacker position, that's going to be interesting to really figure out of, of how, not so much of who wins the job, but how the snaps are allocated, right? Can Anthony Nelson steal snaps from Joe Tryon Trianca, uh, Joe Tryon Trianca when Shaq Barrett is healthy? And, and, and how is all of that going to work? You know, those... The, the William Golston types, they're gone. So who's going to be that veteran presence who fills in uh, an outside linebacker, giving these guys blows and not allowing teams to just maul the, the defensive front, which we've seen kind of in the past? You know, the defensive line in and of itself seems pretty solidified with Vea, Gaines, Cansey. So we kind of know what the, the beef they're going to provide up there getting after the quarterback is a huge deal. And, um, you know, this is a huge, huge year for, for JTS. 
and whether or not the Bucks feel comfortable of of flexing that, you know that that uh, that fifth year option, and understanding what they have in him. So, I th- I just think that overall those depth battles are going to be highly difficult because they're going to be extremely important to the coaching staff and it's going to make or break the team. And it's really hard to pinpoint to uh, pinpoint one because I'll tell you this, what happens when uh, Levante David gets hurt or Devin White gets hurt? Is, Don't you uh, put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Is Savassier is, is, is Dennis, is he ready to go? You know, KJ Britt, is he the guy? I mean, these are the names that you got to know. So more than, I mean, two years ago, the two deep was the same thing that you knew off this, this, uh, essentially, not a complete copy and paste, but essentially was the 2022 team that you love that won the Super Bowl, they were back in 2021. It is like night and day, two Mm -hmm. years later of, of like, hey, some of those guys are around, but for the most part, you better know the people underneath the starters because they are young. And uh, I, I was talking with Rondé Barber. He walked around practice and he was like, man, I don't know half these guys. What <laughs> happened? So uh, it's really getting to know a lot of the faces. It's going to be very important. It's a, it's a youth movement and a speed movement. All right. Well, Bucko Bruce makes his long-awaited, highly anticipated return, and we tell you all about it coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Wrapping things up here on a WTSB Wednesday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast, and the Buccaneers are unveiling their reimagined, I'm using air quotes for those of you on the uh, listening on the podcast, their reimagined throwback jerseys on Wednesday. So first, Evan, I did not prepare you for this question because I need your honest, off-the-cuff uh, reaction. Uh, and this could either make or break your standing within the Buccaneers community, but you're an honest guy, so I know you're not going to pander. Where do the creamsicle jerseys rank in your mind all time in the NFL? Oh, they're up there. Oh, they're good. They aged very well. The thing is, for those Buccaneers fans who grew up watching this team, diehard Bucks fans, because if you're listening to this podcast, you are a diehard Bucks fan. Um, it's been interesting listening to fans kind of complain about the love affair with these jerseys, because there are a lot of bad memories attached oh, yeah. to these jerseys. So that's sort of the um, where we've grown into jersey aesthetics and not really caring about the history behind it if we ignore that because we've been so uh distanced from it it's like it it's a masterpiece having said that i i understand why some fans are are angry about the love affair because they historically were um a god-awful team in these uniforms (laughs) Yeah, they, the, things were not pretty, but uh, these creamsicle jerseys certainly are. Uh, I I would put, all honesty, I would put these creamsicles in the top ten all time. I don't know if they crack the top five. To me, there's too many like 
really truly clean and historic jerseys, even among teams that I despise with every fiber of my being, like the Packers and the Cowboys. I mean, those are some of the greatest uniforms of all time because they're so simple and they're they're so clean and they're so historic. But uh, the the creamsicle Buccaneers jerseys, there's just there's an affinity for them, right? And it it, it started about. Gosh, what's it been 15, 20 years ago when when throwback jerseys started becoming trendy. And uh, I'm, I'm glad people have started to fall in love with these again. But as I've mentioned a couple of times now, the Buccaneers have been billing this and advertising this as a reimagining. Now, I don't think they're going to stray too far from what those creamsicles always look like. It's not like they're going to be the the orange color with the alarm clock numbers. And I realized I just really triggered a lot of people listening. Uh, <laughs> not, those, those jerseys will not age well. No, they, they didn't start well. They didn't age well. They're never going to be fondly remembered. But <laughs> what, what change or changes do you think the Bucks might pull out on these new throwbacks? Yeah, I, I, they have to keep the essence of the jerseys, right? So I feel like we're going to get pretty much the same dominant color scheme in the jersey, the creamsicle, white helmet, uh, you know, bucko Bruce there. Um, having said that, I think they might do a little bit different with the, the stripes so, you know, you have your the, the stripe coming down the middle of the helmet. Maybe it's not like that. You have the stripes sort of on the the um, right below the numbers. So I think there's some elements with the stripes that I would argue they can spruce up. Maybe the um, maybe they just go full on color rush. And give us the creamsicle bottoms with the creamsicle tops. Oh, that wouldn't that be epic? That'd be sweet. You I'm tell me the Lions can beat the Buccaneers in full-on creamsicle color rush jerseys. Absolutely not. The, and the Lions aren't going to beat the Buccaneers anyway, regardless of what jerseys they're wearing. It just so happens that that's going to be throwback day. And unless the Lions are trotting Barry Sanders out there out of a time machine from 1993, it's not happening. Uh because two words, Jared Goff. Um, I, I take a look at at the jerseys, and I'm wondering it it may be it may go against the essence of these jerseys, but I'm also I'm I'm almost wondering if they're going to put a logo on the sleeve. You know, it's the Bucks now have the pirate ship on the sleeve. It, I almost wonder if we're going to get almost a creamsicle version of the current logo of the flag with the, the skull and, and cross swords have that on there along with the stripes. But I just, I keep looking at these jerseys and I keep thinking, I don't really know what you can, what you can reimagine, what you can change without really changing the integrity of, of what they used to be. It could be something as simple and we've seen it Photoshop just because People are out there just swapping the colors. It may just say Buccaneers right across, you know, the top, right above the numbers, like it does now, and and that's going to be a negligible change. So I'm I'm really curious to to see what the Bucks have up their sleeve. 
I would say maybe a, a slight tweak to Bucko Bruce so he doesn't look like he's winking anymore. But again, that's half the fun. That's, so I don't yeah, no, we can't get rid of that. Yeah, it's just it's it's tough to try to come up with what they're going to do. And of course, by time a lot of people are are watching or listening to this, they may already know. They may have already seen it. Uh, so of course, those drop uh, at some time on Wednesday. I'd have to imagine it's going to be probably in the morning. I don't think they're going to wait all day on that thing. You would imagine it'll be some time tweet. They didn't send out. They just said it was going to be on Wednesday, right? They didn't say. Yeah, it just said July twelfth. That was it. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna guess early in the morning. You know, whatever the whatever the peak scroll through time on social media is, I don't really know. That would be my guess. I'm um, I'm going with 10 a.m. That would that would be where I I lean. It'll be before noon, for sure. Six o'clock. Six o'clock in the morning. That's too early. Six o'clock at night. Oh, that's way too late. There will be outrage. Um, I don't know. I, Luke Holmes had the hat on this weekend. Yeah, he did. While Mr. 12 and 5 himself was shotgunning a beer on stage. I will say the Buccaneers, when they wrote the, uh, the July 12th um, post, that was at 11 a.m. sharp. Okay. And they have played up Leroy Selman a lot. So is there something about the jersey during Leroy's days that or is he or did they just use him because he's the the best association I, with him? I'm guessing it it has to do with him being the original buccaneer the original uniforms, you know, all that stuff. You know, he's he's the legend. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if there would be any any kind of association there because they're, okay. they're, it's been a lot of Ronde, too, it, mixed in with these. You're right. You're right. Maybe so, it's like uh, the, maybe the beginning to the end. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it's maybe there's nothing to that. And then the, the final question that I'll have if they have a, a video or photos of a player in the uniform, who are they going to have? So I'm, I'm just going to put, I'm going to guess it's four. Oh, uh, four. We're going four. I don't know. I mean, just to give me some, some options here, Levante, who's already said that he's seen them. I would imagine would be one. Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin and you know what? I take it back actually. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Levante. I'm gonna go with Chris Godwin. I'm gonna go with Jamel Dean and Antoine Winfield Jr. No, and Tristan Wirfs. Okay. Got it. So I meh. I kind of now, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm just picking right. out guys who have been around like all off season outside of Levante, but we know that Levante saw the jerseys early. So I'm just inclined to think that he was a part of something. I, I would have said David Moore and 
Tristan Wirfs, just because if they stood side by side, it would be 1976. But that's that's no fun because David Moore isn't going to get that kind of pub. No, I uh, I'm going to go Mike Evans, Levante, Devin, and Vita. Devin's on there. That'll that'll be some. That's, that'll be a nice little like. All right, I'm locked in. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. Also, if Baker is involved, the competition's already over. Yeah, I, I have a feeling if Baker's involved, you're going to see Trask too. Yeah, if they only if they only show one quarterback, the competition's already over. There is yeah, there is no. I, I would be I would be surprised if it's a quarterback. So, all right. Well, with that, we are going to bid you all a fair adieu. Again, coming up tomorrow, I'm going to be joined by Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com talking about Carlton Davis and Tyler's thoughts on the 2023 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But if you have any questions or any topics or anything that you would like to add, of course, you can leave them in the YouTube comments or send them to us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks. Email us, LockedOnBucksPodcast at Gmail. Dot com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day, for making us part of your day, your routine, and anything else Buccaneers or non-Buccaneers related that you want to talk to us about. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks at Eklosky WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.